1: Gentlemen, here she is. She's lying in wait for me. It's Linda Pollock. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Hey up,
2: everyone. Hey up.
1: Linda is resplendent in summer gear. Yeah. If you could only see her. What have you been up to, my love? I've been all over the
3: shop. I went to Liverpool Oh, lovely weekend. Liverpool. Yes, oh, go yeah. on. yeah. Well, I thought, I'm going to go and do the Beatles thing. So I saw right. the houses. I went inside John Lennon's bedroom. Oh, yes. Don't be jealous, guys. And mm. Paul McCartney's. Did you? Yeah, it was oh, lovely. I'd love to do that. You would love it, actually, from a vibe point of view, because, yeah. you know, I I don't really believe in the supernatural massively i'm an open-minded no, oh, skeptic surprise not not too open-minded actually <laughs> but go on but when you go into aunt mimi's house yes. there's a real feeling of now wipe your feet oh my goodness yeah and then you go into the mccartney's house and you have to go in through the ginnel which is always great yeah and going through the back garden and they've set out a chair just like old jim mccartney used to yes, sit in yes and you go in and it just there's a feeling of warmth in there a family feeling
1: well of course We've spoken to Mike McCartney, yeah, haven't we, yeah. on this very programme. They're very warm, very
3: warm peoples. He's a good he's a good fella, Mike McCartney. He's a good fella. So what did you see? What else did you see? So did you see any... B- we did the Magical any? Mystery Tour. All right, go on. And the bloke leading the Magical Mystery Tour mm. was the brother of someone very famous. Go on. He was the older brother of Holly Johnson from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he revealed. I didn't realise that Liverpool had such a proud... I know, I know they're very musical and they're yes. funny and all that. Yes. right? yes. But there's like 40 odd number one artists from Liverpool they've got the biggest uh, portion in the world of number one artists
1: absolutely I've spent some lovely times uh, in Liverpool going to see all that stuff and I went to the cavern myself did you go did you go to the cavern? well uh, yes I was there and I went in the toilets and I kid you not the ghost of John Lennon uh, appeared next to me. Did it? Uh, yes, we were having a little wee, and I. he said, Oh, do you know, what, what do you think of the place? And do you know what he said to me? He Go said, on. Imagine there's no heaven. I said, What? Oh. He said, it Isn't it hard to do? Right. No hell below us, above us. Was only... he
3: doing a, a spiritual wee at the time?
1: Yeah, you know, he remembered being there. Did he? Yeah.
3: He didn't look confused. What do you mean? Because it's not the original cavern, is it? What do you They'd moved it along one.
1: What, the, yeah. the cavern where.
3: Yeah, it's not in the original one. If you want to see the original one, there's like the doorways next to the Scylla statue. Yeah, it might not have been John John Lennon. (laughs) It could have been a tribute artist.
1: A a tribute artist. Anyway! Kindly don't piss on my chips, Linda. <laughs> if I say I went to the proper cavern, I did. Well, innit.
3: people know, you see.
1: What What is the name of the band you saw? if they called The Beatles, not saw, The Bootleg? No. I saw,
3: we went to the cavern a couple of times, actually, because it was brilliant. And also, if you go in the magical mystery tour, you get free entry. Right. And you get money off at the cavern restaurant, which, by the way, is beautiful. And if it was in London, it cost a fortune, but it was really good value. I'm it's really, an advert for the cavern there. I'm sort of shocked that the cavern that I went into is not no. the
1: original. I mean, it cavern. looks the same, and it's looks part exactly of the same, the same. It's
3: part of the old structure, of course. So, yeah. but no, it's not the original one.
1: I was looking up names of tribute bands yeah who else did you do you see that which people
3: so i uh, saw so the kinks with an x
1: oh good good they yeah were
3: brilliant uh they even had ray davis's soft r you know oh well, okay. Well, did yeah, that yeah, yeah and no then regret. we went back another night and we saw um the cavern beatles who were the official cover band tribute uh, band the ca- for the, yeah the yeah cavern. Uh, and they were very good uh s- s- the sound was great and they put on a great show mm. The John Lennon was spot on I'm really? talking Yeah An absolute dead ringer Had the long straight nose And yeah. everything yeah. Absolutely spot on Paul McCartney Looked a lot like Peter Kay Right Okay And, and that's no hate But he looked, looked like Peter Kay right. And um, the guy who was playing George Harrison hmm. Do you remember when um, What's his name That does Alan Partridge Yeah uh, Steve Coogan Steve Coogan did Tony Farino
1: Oh yeah It a bit like it that It was that Bob on It's funny you should say that about a larger Paul McCartney. There's a guy I've worked with before called Tony James who plays Blobby Williams, and he's like a big fan of Robbie
3: Williams. Is he good?
1: I've never seen him. Anyway, <laughs> Tina Turner Tea ladies, is one of my... You've seen her? No. Oh, she's brilliant. Tina Turner Tea Lady. She does a Tina Turner... This is more the comedy end of things. Right. And she does a Tina Turner who comes on with a sort of trolley.
3: <laughs> <and she> says,
1: <laughs> you know when Tina Turner yes. does that?
3: <coughs> Steaming windows! You can't imagine her walking with a tray with her legs. I mean, she, she does that. like can a metre apart.
1: She does do that, like she's got rickets. <laughs> and she, brings, she brings on the tea trolley. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I want, want to see remember. that. And she does... What does she do? Something the <laughs> I was fine. Now you all think this is ageist of me, but when I think of Tina Turner, who's old enough to be someone's grandmother, yes. and she has a song called Steamy Windows. It's roll, there's a and it's the idea that she's in the back of a car, and the windows are getting steamy.
3: Yeah. Well, it's probably her trying to get out of the back of a cab now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, bloody seats.
1: oh my emphysema. <laughs> No, know, that's yeah, it's supposed to be ages. a sexy song, into Yeah, Steam Man when But well, I always say that if you date an older person, when it comes to matters in the bedroom, they can teach you so much. How to regulate the thermostat yeah. and electric blanket, for example.
3: <laughs> how to operate the hoist. How to,
1: how to operate the hoist. How to uh, strap an oxygen tank to the headboard. I'd hey, t- many a good tune played in an old fiddle. Absolutely right. I wouldn't go older would than want to, no. No. Uh, Claire Day, Claire Day, who I did a wonderful. It was you know I was at the Windermere like Windermere. Yeah, and I did that posh. gig at the uh, the grill, the, the the bar and grill. She does a Dolly Parton, and this is what I admire. She doesn't do it all silly with blonde wig and big boobs. Yeah. And that. She just sings the songs, and she's absolutely super. Mm. And so if you want, this is a bit of a service if you want someone who's a brilliant singer Freddie Cabaret Claire Day and and she what she did was extraordinary when I was on there the other week the horror she went out she was singing I can either a bit lively and she came to me she went I said how's it going out there and I was waiting to go on stage yeah. she said me, oh, "It's great they're doing roly polies on the dance floor people and I thought
3: oh
1: god I just thought how's that going to fit? when fare? you get to well, that, that
3: stage of the night unless you're doing like <laughs> kids club at Butlins that's not a great sign I don't
1: it? want that I don't want people
3: if, no gymnastics please I,
1: guys I, exa- I'm doing my sacred readings I don't want you doing roly polies <laughs> anyway let's move on as we go to oh my god everybody's favourite Sandrea Mosses not Sandra Moss we neglected her last week how could we I think so it's a postcard from the edge really isn't it absolutely to, to anyone who is new to the podcast this is a lady who claims she can speak to people in heaven as they make contact from
3: the celestial realm and what they do is like a little bit of a Judith Chalmers they'll give you a rundown of what they've been up to while they've been away well have a listen to this this is Emma Wilkins Aston, Nan, Ivy, to get in touch. Music, please, Linda. have that. How are you, my love? I do like your hair. It really suits you. I'm used to it now. Oh, that's a double-edged, isn't it? I'm yeah. used to it yeah. now. Oh, I mean, yeah. At first I thought, like, oh, yeah. God, what's she done? I thought it was shy when you <laughs> first
1: had it done.
3: I want to say to you, I can fly. I can really fly. Oh, blind. I me. can fly. <laughs> my body wasn't working very well before I died. That's a common occurrence, oh, well, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, that's normal, yeah. My legs had given up. Well, I don't need my legs now, as I can fly. I just take off. Oh, my fucking God. I feel a bit like Superman. All my ailments have left and I feel so free, like a bird. My temper and mood have improved as well. Here we go. This is often the case, isn't it?
1: This is like last week. The implication is that... um Yeah, because she's a witch. Yeah, that's probably what's going on
3: (laughs) My temper and mood have improved as well. I felt as if I was a burden to people just before I left the earth plane and I was frustrated that I had to rely on people to help me. All my life I've been so independent and needing others was so hard to face. I used to rule the roost, didn't I? Oh bossy, oh, bossy. bossy yeah. And I certainly wasn't backwards in coming forwards and rude in telling you all <laughs> what I thought of you.
1: <laughs> deeply, deeply unpleasant. That you're Willie. Really. Oh, sorry, wrong one. Carry when on. When
3: I had to do my life review and look back, I felt terrible. I'd been so opinionated about everything, but you know, I only did it because I worried about you and cared. Listen, yeah. an apology's not an apology if it has got a <laughs> butt in it. I was a right old cow. I was but... a right cow, only
1: because I cared so much.
3: And you lot were a nightmare. I always wanted
1: to protect you instead of letting you live your life well em this really truly is the most beautiful place here we go you could ever imagine i've been there linda i know are we coming to the giggle bubble tea yes um, the, the sea here we go the sea is so blue yeah it almost hurts your eyes she's not going to go fishing is she she might do. Here the sand go. is so white, it makes Whitby look dull and grey as opposed Whitby does to look dull the, and grey. the paradise. <laughs> the sun always shines and it's never too hot or cold. Just the perfect summer day without a cloud in the sky. That's what it's like for all of us every day of the year. You'd get bored of that after a while, wouldn't you? Also,
3: old people always wear the full coat, don't they, on a summer's day? I wonder whether they're all walking around in their coats and hats there.
1: Oh, I i bet they have a lot of fun up there, the oldies.
3: I'm going to make you taste my jam donuts.
1: That's what it's like for all of us every day of the year. We count days... We, not that we count days so much, or worry about the... Well, she's there for
3: eternity. Hmm. The time of day. Or whether it's breakfast, lunch, or tea time. Which, of course, is an obsession with the Elderly, my grandparents used to wake up in the morning and were immediately thinking about what was fatigue. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's part of it. So you mark your day. day. Oh, granddad was
1: waiting for me when I got here. (laughs) He goes off. I bet he was. It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a while, Ivy. Uh, He goes off and does his thing, but he always checks up on me. I wish I'd got on with him on earth.
2: Oh, Oh, no. no.
1: Poor bastard. Are we getting a picture? (laughs) Do you think. Hold on, turn off the music a second. <laughs> so she says, I wish i got on with him better on earth like I do here. Mm. Oh, still, he was always a lovely man. Do you think... She, they up were there. fighting
3: like cat and dog <laughs> She was giving her opinion all over the place She was not yeah. allowing her kids to breathe She was yeah. a miserable, crotchety old grandma and,
1: she's, and he's up there going Oh, I've got a bird, nice bird up here in this <laughs> home Oh, she's coming and up I'm just going to
3: go off and do my thing <laughs> I just want to make sure you're still Are you staying there? Yeah.
1: You're staying there You're not going out today Why'd she turn up? Well, I couldn't have, well, She bloody died, didn't she? Why'd she? Get rid of her Look, I'm gonna honestly, I'm going to leave her for you Right, come on <laughs> Anyway, because that's the problem about the old man
3: I'm having sex at the moment And
1: then she turned <laughs> Up sort of thing. <laughs> we can do what we want. Each day the choice is vast. We can recreate scenes from our lives on Earth and relive them as if they're
3: happening uh, right now. Uh, can we do something different? <laughs> we just replay the scene, watch, learn, or join in. We do this so we can learn and understand why we did the things we did, all that group therapy. Yeah. We can replay and act in scenes simply for fun, though usually there is a deeper meaning to it. Yesterday, here we go, it is a scenario We had recreated a scene from the club A group of us were listening to the music Having a good old sing-along What
1: fun it was! We sat together in a circle and sang As we sang, the notes could be seen bouncing around our circle the more we sang the more vibrant the middle of our circle became it created swirling colours that moved and turned creating a huge sphere of transparent translucent light
3: you are
1: a shit wrong one sorry
3: <laughs> the single notes were dancing around this translucent fit sphere we were each given the chance to touch and feel the energy and vibration of the sphere it was truly amazing it really was it sounds a lot like LSD doesn't it it, do- it
1: does doesn't it do you know <laughs> What we did with it, we did we injected it. We decided to send it to a hospital on Earth. Now that's nice. no that's really good. And we watched its power as it slowly began to unwind in the hospital. Oh, the joy of watching this raised our spirits even higher. We were sorry. <laughs>
3: Meanwhile, the nurses are going. I don't know what's going on with the patients, but they're <laughs> off. They're nuts. They're off. They're nutty. <laughs> that is the more
1: serious side of life here is on I always wanted a bungalow and now I have one <laughs> you <laughs> uh, find out what's important don't you <laughs> uh, it's a white on the outside and lovely blue inside I have lovely little gardens at the front and back filled with roses and carnations
3: carnations very 70s aren't they mum and dad and all my relatives are close by and I love flying to see them Isla my guide could not get me to fly at first no way I used to say oh, oh come on Give it to go, you miserable old bag. I'd sit with my arms folded and my chin set just like a child on Earth and Isling would fly around me trying to entice me holding out her hand. Eventually I couldn't stand it any longer. She drove me mad so I grabbed her hand and I soared and soared. Oh, well, that's good. The spirit's doing it.
2: It's
3: clever. Yeah. Uh, and she can't stop me now. I fly everywhere including to Earth to see you every day. I get quicker and quicker with time and I'm like a bullet now. I really am. I do love your fiancé, he's so much better than some of the others Again Ooh, with the double-edged God. compliments Alright Ivy I would like to think that he is heaven sent to you Well he is really We do try to intervene here and ensure you get to meet certain people You wouldn't necessarily want your
1: gran Suggesting who you're going to go out with Would no. you? Don't ask how we do it though You needed someone who is sensitive and kind like yourself And this boy certainly is Look after him hon I see you sitting wondering what would I think, what would I say, bit presumptuous. Feel me close to you, Emma, in your heart, swirling around you, stroking your face, wiping away those occasional tears. When you feel sad and think I have gone, know that I am flying around you every
3: day. I love you, Emma, and I'm so proud of you. I'm off to get a hat for your wedding. Aww. Three
1: saggy tits. Whoa. That was unkind to play that three saggy tits it was, at the end. It was a
3: lovely, uplifting
1: <laughs> message. <laughs> oh dear. Well, look now. That's nice. Can we just see what she says? Emma says that does sound like Nan. She was a right bit. Oh, sorry. She was very <laughs> feisty and independent and hated relying on other people. Sandrea's is spot on about her always having trouble with her legs as well. Couldn't keep them to get. To- no. <laughs> no, she needed a. St- you're a net. terrible, man. terrible. She needed a stay lift later in life. I'll delete that. Don't worry.
3: <laughs> nan was very lovely, and we were so. Oh, close. Sorry. sorry. As a child, I only lived two streets away from her, so it was easy to get there after school, and we had lots of fun. Then after Mum died, she was my mum, Nan, and best friend rolled into oh. one. Are you mad? Oh, that's really lovely. She's been uh, gone. Got- I don't remember Nan ever wanting to live in a bungalow.
1: Oh, well, Sandrea's got that you wrong, hasn't she? she? But she sounds happy where she is now, and that's what matters. I'd give anything to be able to hear her voice again. But that was really comforting. Thank you, Sandrea. Well, I think I've been cheeky. <laughs> I think I would like to apologise for making casting any aspersions on
3: Ivy. She sounds an absolute delight. When you go to the Celestial Centre Parks, that is described every week yes. um, by this yes. woman... You're going to have to rerun this, and I'd be interested to see how you do it differently. Well,
1: I would, uh, when I'm up there, I will apologise to uh, Ivy, her husband who's up there, and any girlfriends he's had while he's been away from it, all right? <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> I'm here with the incredible Justin Morehouse, who uh, is talking to someone else. He's not concentrating. But you'll know Justin, of course, well, you'll know he's an absolute stalwart of the comedy circuit, but I also know him, of course, from television's Phoenix Nights. I've just seen him slay it here in concert in County Durham. Justin, wonderful to see you.
4: Uh, Wonderful to see you as well, Clancy.
1: Now, I know you're not necessarily a believer in the supernatural, is that correct? Mm yeah, uh, I'm a non-believer. a non-believer mm. So what does that mean? you you absolutely reject it or it's sort of if it you, you know. can't really reject anything that isn't anything
4: absolutely correct. So I think it's scaremongering. I think that you know there are people out there who make money out of people's misery and try yeah. and talk to people from the other side. Horrible, isn't it? who do it, that? I know it's
1: I mean it's grotesque in many ways. It's grotesque, isn't it? it there was. are those of us who do actually have a skill it's a gift. Yeah. You're born with it. It's innate.
4: It, well, then it would be remiss of you not to
1: use that gift, wouldn't it? What do you think I'm fucking doing here tonight? I know, you'd be going against nature's way, wouldn't you? Justin, enough of the <laughs> thinly veiled insults. Character tell, assassination. T- t- tell me... What are were going to tell me? A fascinating story here, ladies and gentlemen. In the studio, put the spooky music on, please, Linda. Here we go.
4: So, um, it was about four or five years ago. Yeah. And um my good friend and good friend of yours and I, I, I would imagine he's been yeah. on the podcast yeah. Mr John Thompson. He has been on in in a different guise some time ago. Okay, and so John Thompson. John Thompson brings me and he says, "Challenge TV or one of these the, 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 these channels, the, yeah. you, you know the ones after the sport but before the the, the, the filth."
1: Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. And if you're listening, Challenge TV, I'm more than happy. Don't <laughs> listen to him. I'm more than happy to do something for you. Go on.
4: Yeah. <laughs> They'd invited uh, John and I to stay over the Halloween weekend, right, in Britain's purportedly most spooky village, right? Okay. Um, and, um, in cornwall no no several villages lay a claim to yes no, that's right yeah. it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think you get knocked down a few points if so you've opened a subway
1: yeah <laughs> where is it then where <laughs> is the
4: principal it's, spooky? it's in sussex or kent kent okay right it's okay. called How or something like that you like P- yeah 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 so this program was presented by uh the lovely christina uh what's she called uh, uh, L- lampard lampard, lampard yeah. and uh matt richardson yes of and course. uh uh, Matt uh, and Jamie East yeah. you know,
1: if, if you're listening Matt you do actually owe me free kick. but go
4: on which I did in Oxford the other day but go on so uh, so they present this programme and so we have to go through so the first thing John did was go walk up the spooky pathway right ok and uh, John John is not only a believer he's an advocate right absolutely yeah. he's uh, an empowerer of the other side
1: right I might have to get him on ch- in his own right yeah, yeah
4: he's a conduit yeah ok he really is yeah. and uh, he was really yeah. into it you know I mean I'd say hair raising, but I would make jokes about the fact he's had a hairdryer. Yeah, back. did he have cold feet? Yeah, he did. have cold Yeah, feet, yeah. <laughs> go on. And uh, so he he did that, and uh, he was a bit frightened. And then there's something else I had to do, and then they took us into the the, the renowned poltergeist shed, right? And uh, this shed uh, was known for its. I mean... poltergeist activity, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the chances are... I mean, really, really, you have all these things being in the same area? The poltergeist shed and the, the spooky walk it and, happens. you know, the village, you know? It happens. And uh, we went in there and I thought to myself, oh, I'm a comedian, you know? I'm not a... Uh, I'm not here for scientific research. Right. They brought me here, you know, I'm like top right on blankety blank. Yeah. <laughs> they want a gag,
1: yeah. You're the Lorraine Chase I'm of the, La- the paranormal world. <laughs> I am.
4: <laughs> yeah. So they wanted me to, to live it up, so I thought it'd be fun. So they had this machine which looked like a, a Simon. Do you remember those ding, 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 like the, right. those kind of things? It's a kid's game and it's machine that, like, ooh, the the, the the paranormal normals are, are not normal tonight. Right. There was some abnormal paranormal so activity. So it was lighting
1: up, was it, or a dial Lighting
4: or... up, yeah, yeah. because yeah, a like Christmas yeah. tree, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, they can't actually speak to you but they can't influence electricity. That's Sometimes. correct, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. They speak to me, but yes. And so uh, I, just for a, for a laugh, oh, uh, got a 10 pence piece, coin. Yeah. And I just saw because it was pitch dark, obviously, because yeah. that's the thing you need to know about poltergeists. Yeah. They don't like the sunshine. So it was pitch black, and I got this 10 pence, and I just launched it into the ether. Yeah. Now, because we were in a milking parlour, yeah. It had a very satisfying, resounding ding off an urn. Okay, of yeah. a You know, no, churn. Churn, yeah. Ding! <gasps> What's
5: that? Yeah. That's quite...
4: And then the, the paranormal people obviously explained, often when they're trying to connect with the other side, the people on the other side are frustrated and they will move objects. Yeah,
1: including your fee by the sound of it.
4: Including, <laughs> <Clearly>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and uh, so they're, oh. they're, 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 I thought, I'll do another one. Oh, Christ. <laughs> thinking, oh, my God. And then they found it. They found it. It was 50 pence as well. Right. I was throwing good money off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. And they went, oh, it's warm, which is unusual. Yeah. And then I think the paranormal people went, oh, no, often it would be warm because, you yeah. know, kinetic energy has gone That's through it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And then I was about to throw another one because, you know, rule of three comedy and all yeah. that. Yeah. And there was a, would Justin please leave the poltergeist shit? <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean, it was... You know, I mean, I've, I'm not an expert, but I've been around tally enough to know that. Yeah. Of course, in this pitch black shed, they would have had
1: someone else going to do it.
4: No, no, they were very many uh, infrared cameras. Of course. Otherwise. Otherwise, it's a poor television show, isn't it?
1: Did, so what happened? You and you, when you were marched out, did someone have a stern word with you? Or? They just,
4: they, they, they,
1: they yeah. Did it well, ruin the show? I mean, did it make it or did you end up on the cutting room floor? Matt, Ri-
4: no, it was with, live. With the money. Oh, It was live. I was live. It was Halloween live. Oh, God. And Matt Richardson uh, really went to task with me. Oh, and he said yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I only discovered later yeah. that um, <laughs> he'd been told to do that because they thought he was in on it. Oh, oh, I see. So he, he had to look like, like... Yeah, yeah, stern. I got a guy coming in and looks off Jamie. He's going, you, you. Anyway, they didn't interview me afterwards and I went straight. I had to go straight to my bed.
1: Now, as someone who believes, I don't approve of that. No. Justin, because, you know, there are there is poltergeistial activity. Yeah. There were going... Was there anything that scared you at all in there?
4: I mean, did you... The fact that I wasn't going to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> <I> genuinely. <laughs> genuinely, I went to bed and it was a nice fee.
1: Yeah, it was right. a
4: nice. Really? Yeah, it was a. Na- it was. It was that you
1: couldn't call the cameras and go. Actually, on second thought, there is something in my room. Or something yeah, well, you
4: didn't. Well, no, no. But they were filming me when I was going to sleep, and basically I was just padding around the room, going, "Oh fuck, I fucked this up. I oh, fucked really? this up." And, and that was live as well. Yes. Oh, crap. And then, and then, obviously, when these things are going on, it's not just what happens on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's how does it live online? All oh, right. So, what happened? They cut it to sh- the, shreds? No, no, no. The online community hated me.
1: Well, I'm here to say there must be some paranormal enthusiasts who listen to my show who yeah. will be disgusted with you, Justin.
4: Right. Well, they'll probably know already.
1: This is what comedians are like. They can't, they can't. It's their job to, to make fun, isn't it? To be fair, isn't it? It's to your make job light. To, do, to make light of things. To mock? To mock. Well,. I'm glad you've come on my show. It means that you mean it it must mean something to you. It means a little bit of something. There's been nothing since that's shit you up. I mean. Oh, here we go. Go on. Occasionally. Yes, here we go.
4: Yeah. Occasionally, I do feel like that there is a presence of you know yeah around me yeah what what, what sort of presence but protecting me yes lovely you know lovely because i often feel like i want to go one way yeah and I end up you know changing my mind and going another way yeah you know i mean that might be the paranormal or just good sense or it might be the menopause the the other you know, wife yeah <laughs> <has> machine- <laughs> That frightens me to death. I'd rather be in a poltergeist shed yeah. than a car journey with a menopausal other
1: I, half. If you go and see... just I've just seen him do a, a lovely routine about the menopause. Bit sexist. But anyway, Justin, thank you very much. Wonderful stuff. Thank you. Please go and see him on tour. Just tell him about the tour.
4: It's uh, called Stretch and Think, and um, it's uh, all over the place. It's uh, You can come and see me. I'm... Um, I'm quite funny, I think. I think it's all
1: uh, right. He's just telling... That, uh, I've got to go on in a minute. I'm now dreading it, because you're bloody brilliant. Justin, thank well, you, you very much. You, you, it's not just you going on, is it? I'm bringing a, a whole a whole host of other people. Yeah. There's not a lot of room on that stage, but I'll see if I can get them on. Justin Morehouse, namaste. Thank you. Namaste. <laughs> Now look this we got to speak to a fella now who's been bugging me he saw this is this is this is a fella called Ian Tatley Oh, yeah. and he wrote in in the 90s i was an estate agent flog- oh my
3: god the worst the worst in the 90s in estate oh, agent the- Remember what those bastards oh, were like oh
1: Christ in the 90s i was an estate agent flogging a house
3: in lee near wigan i've got a friend who lives in lee his mum i'm not joking lives on slag lane oh oh god how embarrassing at school in it Oh that's one of the only yeah. things
1: I remember about him. Yeah, your mum's on slag lane. <laughs> on our books was an old farmhouse that'd been converted into two semi-detached houses. The property was empty. The owner had run out of money trying to renovate it. The house backed onto fields next to Lilford Park. Anyone out there know that? And the cellar was a priest's hole. Rumour had it, it led to a tunnel that emerged somewhere in the fields Ooh, next to the house. The poor priest? We could <laughs> Yeah, we could never we could never examine the cellar properly due to the fields the cellar was flooded constantly and the pre-sale was always wet
2: <laughs> in fact <laughs> we
1: eventually sold the, the house sagging in <laughs> when we eventually sold the house
3: the new owner drained the cellar and within 24 hours he was six foot deep in water again. oh bugger the house had bad juju and plumbing, by the sounds of it. Yeah. I did a lot of viewings there. It's unusual property in a good location for Lee. Again, double, that's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's a good location, you know, for Lee. Yeah. On occasion, some viewers simply wouldn't set foot inside. Prospective purchasers sometimes brought dogs along and they would go mental near the door, barking and refusing to enter the building.
1: My routine was always the same. <laughs> I would arrive ten minutes early, open up and go into each room and flick the lights on. The property was quite large, so it took some time to get around the many rooms. Also, because the original building had been split into two properties, many of the rooms were unusual in shape and size. One of the rear bedrooms on the first floor had a small staircase going into another bedroom beneath it, the only access. On many occasions, I could be going through my routine
3: of opening up and failed to hear my viewers entering the property. So this one day around 5.30pm on a dark October night I was going through my routine, opening up and flicking on the lights for a few prospective buyers due that evening. I'd been to the far end of the house where the split bedroom was with the little staircase and was now in the kitchen on the ground floor. We've all got a good idea of what the floor plan is now, right? Well well, well, that's the estate agent, that's what they do, (laughs) yeah. I heard some creaking floorboards and muffled voices, which was not unusual if the clients had arrived, so I had quick quick scoot round downstairs to uh, greet them and start the tour but nobody was there so probably they must have headed
1: upstairs so off I popped to track my buyers down all the rooms on the top floor were empty so I headed back to the back of the building and the split bedroom nobody was in the top room so I I started down the stairs into the room below but there was my client stood beneath the stairs I could see her because the bedroom had mirrored wardrobes along the back wall. She was literally beneath me as I descended the stairs.
3: I've been watching you sitting on the toilet. No,
1: sorry. That was the back bedroom, not the toilet.
3: <laughs> so I apologised for not greeting her at the door as I walked down the stairs and turned to face her when I reached the bottom. The room was empty! <coughs> Mrs Stewart, stop making my nightie rise up.
1: We are going to speak to Ian Tatley right now
3: bearing in mind this is an ex-estate agent so you know what I'm saying
1: yeah you can almost smell the uh, the aftershave alright okay (laughs) here's Ian Tatley
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1 dot com. Uh,
1: Linda's very familiar with Wigan, my, Ian. My
3: grandma used to live on Dolly's Hill. Dolly's Hill, Ian.
1: Never heard of it.
3: It's but- a posh area. You wouldn't. Ian, you are a
1: a former (laughs) estate agent. I'm getting the term stealing a living. (laughs) Uh,
3: Ian,
1: uh, well, look, we've heard the story. Yeah. The obvious thing, and I'm just going to say it because Linda would say this, it was someone downstairs who left the building before you come down.
3: I have another suggestion. All right, sorry, Ian. What kind of property was this? Was this an old-fashioned terrace?
2: No, 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 it was an old farmhouse.
3: Bugger. I was going to say next door, because sometimes... Because sometimes
1: if it's built on a graveyard, it's a (laughs) one-up, ten-down sort of joke. Yeah, there's a joke in there somewhere. Anyway, Ian, do you believe it was a ghost downstairs?
2: Yes.
1: Well,
3: that was Ian Tatley.
1: Thank you very (laughs) much.
3: He saw a a figure. He didn't just hear. He saw a figure standing there. What did the figure look like?
2: It just looked like a lady. I took a glimpse into the room, saw the lady. She was actually stood beneath me as I went down the stairs. But I could see this because I was looking into the room at the mirrored wardrobe.
1: Was she dressed in, you know, was she a farmhand? Was she a milkmaid sort of?
2: What, like a busty milkmaid? Well, you're dropping your own
3: pictures now, lads. (laughs) No, what I mean is
1: you did say that it was a farmhouse type thing,
2: was it?
3: Was it a rural looking figure, is what you're trying to go yeah. for, right? Rural. Rural. No. Okay. I
2: can't, it was a long time ago and I couldn't really say, other than I just thought it was a, a lady who was visiting to see the property. Mm-hmm. She, leave, it, she wasn't in uh, period dress.
1: Right. Okay. Um, have you, in your experience as what we've established, is not a very good estate agent who doesn't know the area very
3: well? Hindley Green. <laughs> Do you know Hindley Green? Oh, I live
2: very close to Hindley Green, mm-hmm. yes. I used to go to school in Hindley.
3: All right, well, I think Dolly's Hill is around there, isn't it? Yeah, I've
2: heard of it.
1: Tell me, what are you still doing the uh, estate agency, or have you lost where you where the office is
2: <laughs> you know. I don't seem to know anywhere in the area. It, it put me off it completely. I, I finished not long after that event. Oh,
3: it wasn't Dollis Hill, it was Daisy Hill. Well, I apologize. Dollis Hill like, is near
1: Neasden. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Flipping eh, what an absolute I'm apologies. Apologies. What, what's Daisy Hill like? Did you ever sell any properties there?
2: Uh, yes, I did actually. It was it's got a nice little train station into Manchester.
1: What? Right. What do you do now, Ian? Because you're not you're no longer an estate agent. What do you do?
2: I I sell plastic bags and till rolls to shop
3: oh, But not geez. hang on, wait. Not just any of your plastic bags or till rolls rolls, the trendy ones, the them sustainable uh, ones. Are they made I out of like, degrad- potatoes or something?
2: I do degradable bags, yes, yes.
1: Right, okay. And At the risk of this being really boring, Ian, what can you tell us about the degradable bags?
2: Well, if you leave them in the sun, it will degrade.
1: Yeah, I said at the risk of being boring. (laughs) Uh, That's proved to be the case. Um, Do do you sell a lot of them? Because I'd like to think that, you know, it's like 30,000 years for a bag to degrade. Unless you do buy and spend 30p at some supermarkets where you find that actually it's a false economy. Yes, you know, I mean, a bag for life, a bag bag for the rest of the week would be something. Some of these,
2: we sell, we sell a lot of bags for life. Uh, we sell them to food banks. I suggest going to Great. I should Um right. we do a lot of uh, plastic carrier bags, but people don't want to buy the plastic. Uh, they don't want to buy the degradable bags because they cost more than the plastic bags.
1: That's wrong, and isn't there's it? the rub. That's disgraceful, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I always think, just to get on the biodegradable de- 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 thing, yeah. when you go to the supermarket and you see, let's call it toilet tissue. Let's call it toilet tissue. Bog roll, yeah. as you would call it up there in Wigan. <laughs> uh, why on earth would people not buy the biodegradable stuff, which I always buy, because why? why wouldn't you? What do you think, Ian? I mean... Do you Are you quite eco-mental yourself?
2: Absolutely, yes, yes, yes.
3: How far so away are we from technology um, being able to give us proper straws back? Because those shit ones they now do at no. McDonald's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gone before you drink, you drunk, you drunk.
2: Drink. Yeah, you yeah. never get to the bottom of no. the strawberry milkshake. Like, why
3: isn't this working? You open it, it's unravelled.
2: Yeah. No. So, so we're a long way, I believe, uh, I believe we're a long way away from it.
3: I, I love the turtles, but I do like—I do like to be able to drink me drink, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Talking of
1: turtling, my love, tell me, did you have to use some uh, bad grade toilet paper when you saw that fucking ghost? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you? Did, was it
2: terrifying? Was it terrifying? Absolutely. There's a haunted pair of underpants now in that house. <laughs>
1: oh God! <laughs> Bloody hell! Uh, I bet I bet an estate agent's underpants. I bet they're all nicely pressed, aren't they? The smell of high karate or something.
2: Kuros.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, Kuros, thank you very much. Uh, Ian, look, if you do see any more haunted activity, will you please get in touch with us?
2: I will, thank you. Oh, very much.
1: Jolly good. Ian Tatley, thank you very much. Keep up the good work thank and you. keep recycling. Bye. All right, lots of love. I'm now to hear from one of Britain's favourite new comedians, Mark Simmons. Ooh. Oh, he's very, very good. I did a little performance with him the other day. Did you? Yeah. On stage, on stage right. in, in concert in County Durham. And this was his rather spooky story. I'm here with Mark Simmons. He's just ripped the flipping roof off the place, and I'm about to go on after him shame. He is a believer, not only is a believer, he described his ghost stories as what did you say? They would say they were actually A doozy, I think. A doozy is what he said. I think that means it's a good thing. Can we have one of the doozies right now, please? Yes. In the studio, put the spooky music on, please, Linda, Mark.
5: Okay, so my parents live in a 500 year old cottage. All right. And I after the pandemic, I moved back there for a bit and I stayed in uh, one of the rooms in the yeah. old part of the house. Yeah. And uh, this... One So I went to bed, all normal, put my phone charger next to my bed. Mm. Uh, and then the next morning, I woke up to the sound of my hoodie yes. hitting the door. Oh, my God. And I was under the covers, like right under the covers. So oh. I couldn't have thrown it. And I knew where it was. It was over the other side of the room. Right. Um, which I thought, that was, that's a bit strange. Mm. So, and then I went, oh, I'll sort of look at my phone. Because I always look at my phone when I wake up. I couldn't find my phone. Right. So so i started looking for my phone it's really strange because i 100 remember putting it there
4: right
5: couldn't find it so i went down to my mum she just got up for work and uh i said to her this might sound weird but i've lo- lost my phone can you come and help me look yes so she uh just like a hoodie to nick your phone wasn't it go on <laughs> yeah. go on it's pathetic go on i got a hold fire um so then uh, she came up and looked around my room and uh, we couldn't find it anywhere last resort we lift the mattress up We're like that sounds weird but there's nowhere else yeah and it's placed right in the middle right underneath my bed and there's a slant on the uh in the bedroom yeah so it could if it fell off my side yes. it couldn't have gone uphill right and you would have had to get on your hands and knees and like pushed it right through to the middle of under the bed right so that's very strange and then... Just a uh, minute,
1: you're now going to move on to another story.
5: No. Oh, same story. Same story. Yeah. Go on. Um, So then we, we thought that's, that's really mad. And then also another small thing, this probably isn't a big deal, but um, the, the bathroom door was shut. And right. that, we never shut it unless someone's in there. That right. was just a little thing. And then later on in the day, we went to another room that's just next door to my room. Yeah. And you know on the back of doors... You've got, like, um, those hangers that you hang loads of coats on. Yes, I know. All the coats and everything have been flung across the room. That's it. Right. Mark. I'm
1: playing devil's advocate. You know I'm a believer. You know that. I speak to dead people, right? (laughs) Uh, And like Bruce Willis, I'm also a shit actor. But (laughs) what I want to ask you is this. Could it have been you? You've had a couple of drinks, you know. I don't drink. Okay. I've never been
5: known to sleepwalk.
1: Right, you've never done
5: that. Well, no-one's ever noticed it, no.
1: Right, okay. Have your parents noticed anything else in a 500-year-old house that's...
5: that's yeah, we, we've to... got lots of stories over There's the lots years. of stories over the Yeah.
1: What we're going to do, one of these days, I'm going to come to that house, and we're going to do oh, a yeah. little... We could do something, couldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We
5: could go around, film some... There's loads of stories about it.: Whereabouts house. is it? It's in Kent. Right, okay, it's whereabouts quite, in Kent? Um, near, just like a village outside Canterbury. Cause it's so funny
1: because I was talking to Justin Morehouse and he, he mentioned he did a ghost hunt something called Spew Spew something oh, yeah. Spew Mendels something like I don't know. but maybe it's a haunted place Kent maybe
5: it's got yeah. that very oh, much there that. is the almost haunted town in Kent isn't there that's what he was, That's where he yeah. went yeah Spew Mendels no, or something no, no, uh, is a name like that um, oh, I, think, I think it begins with P Oh, I can't think of the top of my head. Humid. I don't know.
1: Yep. <laughs> anyway, look, Mark, I want to thank you. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, that's wonderful.
5: Let's speak again about more ghosts. 100%. Namaste. Thank you.
1: Now, Linda, I want to start a leaderboard... Right. ...a little bit like uh, Top Gear... Right. ...of our favourite ghostly stories. Mm-hmm. People can get in touch with us for once, clinton at clintonbaptiste.com with the stories that they have liked, that they think are the spookiest. Right. And I'm going to suggest, I don't know how you feel about this, that probably leading the way, can you put on some countdown music? Um, Something like this now. Right, okay. Is Amanda Abington, wouldn't you say that she... Because that had the extra effect on it, didn't it? It had the extra effect. I'm also gonna say Mark Simmons, just that one okay, there. Yes. I'm gonna say that that was pretty good. Cool. And Susan Murray. I'm told that's me one, two, three yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Do you have any others? Remember Susan Murray? She did the one about there was she was late at night, she had a flatmate. mate, and, and the, yes. the, the, she was on the toilet. Yes, yeah. I
3: remember that. That was scary. Okay. Paddy McGuinness made us both jump, if you remember. That was
1: a jokey one, wasn't it? Yeah, he, but still, but it was good, we Paddy
3: like McGinnis. Um oh, who was the one with the poo in Hexham?
1: Mike Milligan. Mike, what's he, about number five? Yeah. Mike Milligan, number
3: five.
1: Yeah. Um, look, there's been also Stephen Wilson, I put him at number six. Do you remember him? At Studio Ghost, come in the studio. Audio, oh, yeah. All oh, that that Welsh fella. Do you remember him, the Welsh one? <laughs> Can't remember, don't matter. None taken, uh, you're listening. Uh, Jamie Penn with the floating teacher oh, outside yes. the window.
3: Yes, the ne'er-do-well kids standing in the park and I... they got more than they bargained for. I dare say Jamie
1: Penn slightly shot his bolt. And you know it's it's a case of diminishing returns
3: with him and he keeps I can, turning up. I can imagine Jamie if Penn. we were gonna do this like the network chart show, it'd be like, and another new entry from Jamie Penn.
1: <laughs> That's right, another one from the album. <laughs> anyway, listen, do let us know what you think. And I think probably I would I'd say at the bottom of the pile, Angel Sepathemu for his haunted cigarette packets. I mean. Helpless. Anyway, let's get back to some proper spooking now. <laughs> You were like this. Although this is from the headline. <laughs> Fate and Fortune magazine. Can you put on the
3: spooky music? Yes. My psychic journey. You've got to be kidneying me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't help themselves, do they? As soon as I understood my dream, I knew what I had to do. This is by Katie Q 41, if you're wondering.
1: As I walk past the TV, I glance at the general election playing out on the screen. I know who's going to win, I said. It's going to be Tony Blair. Well, it was a landslide that year, no <laughs> We all knew. My parents raised their eyebrows, but minutes later, I was proved correct. As I grew up, I learned to live with my talent. Exercise really helped, eh? Swimming and cardio workouts distracted me and made sure... I didn't get lost in my head.
3: Then, in 2018, I had a prophetic dream. This dream consisted of only the transmission of a message. You're going to be asked to do something soon, said a voice. It's for a very special person. That's not a very specific message, is it?
1: When I woke up, I was intrigued, but also confused. What could it mean? That's when the signs started. There were silly things at first. I'd go to the shops and everywhere I went, there would be kidney beans on special offer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was feeling chilly.
1: <laughs> what was the special thing? Make a chilli for someone, presumably, <laughs> wouldn't it? I thought maybe the universe was trying to tell me I needed more protein. But then one day, <laughs> I was chatting to a colleague at work, you know... I've only got one kidney. She told me. That's the sort of conversation <laughs> you have in the water. It crew. crops up all the time, doesn't it? <laughs> I've only it? got
3: one kidney. Although I did have once have <laughs> once on. have a colleague do me a life size life drawing of her. Um, what's it called? Tits. Nope. Pancreas. <laughs> no. Pancreas. Uh, no.
1: Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to guess. Thyroid. <laughs> Thyroid. <laughs> did she have the eyes? Yeah. Okay. A bit, yeah. Well, I told you about... Turn the music off for a second. I told you... About, I've already told you about the doctor who drew one of my knots. <laughs> yeah, and what did and he it say? It was a monster. <laughs> it looked like a monster. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, get back to it. Anyway, uh, you know I've got one kidney. Not long after, I saw a news story about actress and singer Selena Gomez having no gonads having a kidney <laughs> transplant.
3: The voice returned in another dream. Go ahead and ask it told me. So, after mulling things over a bit, I rang the hospital. I'm just ringing to ask if it's possible to donate a kidney. I asked. Is that for a relation? No, I said, just for whoever needs one. This is
1: unbelievable.
3: The isn't? hospital had loads of questions. Kidneys from living donors are incredibly valuable, but they have to make sure I was of sound mind. It has to match <laughs> well, as well, doesn't it? It does have to match.
1: Yes, it Can does. Just put you any can't, old bit no, no. In. it's not like no, no.
3: fixing a bike. I saw three
1: psychiatrists and had to convince them all I was doing it for the right reasons. I explained about my lifelong spirituality. I've always wanted to give back, I said. Do, do you think she got confused by this tin of kidney beans? Did she thought <laughs> that's what it was? <laughs> it's your actual kidney, love. No, hold on. That's why I volunteered abroad and donated blood. This is no different. As soon as I started the donation process, all the kidney related signs stopped popping up everywhere. I knew I was making the
3: right decision. My family were fairly accepting. They knew by now that when I set my mind to something, there's no stopping me. I'm not allowed to meet the person I'm donating to, I told them, but that doesn't matter. I want to do it anyway. When the day came, I've got to say just now, when we get to the end of this,
1: it's easy to be cynical. If this is real, hats off to her. Mm. Uh, I'm not allowed to meet the person... I've done that. Uh, When the day came, I started to feel nervous. My friend was supposed to come to the hospital with me, but at the last minute, she dropped out. That's nice. I was there all alone, but then, as I lay in the hospital bed, An overwhelming feeling of love and support washed over me. That'll be the anaesthetic, won't it? The recovery was rough. I feel as though I didn't properly flush the anaesthetic out of my system. (gasps) I ended up getting Ubers to my recruitment job every day as I was still so weak. After the operation, I did get a letter from the recipient. Her name was Mandy. She told me she was a mother and that she would have died without my kidney.
3: I wrote back to tell her that, in a way, it saved my life too. Oh,
1: that's lovely.
3: I was focusing on keeping myself healthy and I had to be more vigilant about my diet and how much I drank. And as my premonition had promised, my psychic abilities flourished. I found that I could pick up information about another person simply by sitting in their chair after they stood up. Oh, blimey. <laughs> go my I uh... suggest that they've got a haunted ass, wouldn't it? <laughs> got a haunted ass? Yeah.
1: That is well known that is <laughs> I, I opened up my own business harnessing my new talents a message from another dream told me I needed to make spirituality more accessible to non-spiritual people that's, that's my calling with you <laughs> you're trying isn't it um, I offer a range of services hoping to do just that
3: Sometimes I feel a kind of ache when I think about my kidney out there in the world. It's almost like giving up a child for adoption. No, it's not. It's nothing like giving up a child for adoption. Oh,
1: but you might feel like you've, you've lost something, given something away, you? Yeah, night, but you're not yeah.
3: wondering, oh, I wonder if it's going to university now. I wonder if it misses me. You're not thinking that, are you? I wonder if it could needs you, me.
1: Could you just send me a photo of my kidney? See her, she's getting on.
3: The kidney's somewhere going, about age 13. But who am I, though? <laughs>
1: That's right. Yeah, a few years from now, Davina McCall will say, you haven't seen it for 20 years. It's your kidney in a shoebox. Surprise, surprise, Sur- surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> the unexpected hits you right between the eyes. It's your organ. It's your organ. <laughs> oh, where's the recipient? Well, we had to kill her to get it out again. I feel, I also feel a deep <laughs> sense of satisfaction. Aren't we horrible? I also feel a deep sense of satisfaction and love. It's wonderful knowing I've helped someone in such a significant way if you'd like to use katie's services look what's that if you want to donate anything else she's only got
3: one left so there's no point
1: (laughs) if you want any for her lungs (laughs) or or a liver you get look her up at katieq.com now look that is bloody good it's beautiful that is bloody beautiful that she did that i mean giving up what an extraordinary act of
3: generosity Mm, yeah
1: if I have, you know, the, the final Malteser in my house, and I, I think I'm being a real saint giving it <laughs> to anyone who wants
3: and it. And when it goes over, you're going, and you have that, and don't you feel bad about it? You enjoy that, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine,
1: don't <laughs> worry. It's no sacrifice, being a real saint. It's the last martyr. one, but... But, I mean, I think, can you imagine if... I mean, it's a good job you don't meet the... The, you know, the the recipient. Yeah. Imagine you, 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 you got that right, glass okay. down. What you, what's this? Well, yeah, that, you can have my kidney in there. No, but you imagine if you met them and you thought, oh, actually, I don't really like that yeah. person. I've changed my mind. I don't really like you. Yeah. You're not allowed to have my kidney.
3: What if they're a mania or a wrong one? Oh, wouldn't that be awful?
1: Yeah. There's honest to God, yesterday I was with a friend who told me she. In about 1978, this is this is lent the Steve Austin six million dollar man uh, rocket ship, right, uh, which was a toy thing, to a neighbour, and she said, "Oh, I never got it back." And she's still a bit funny about that. This is like 40, 50 years ago, yeah. And she, this friend of mine is now still bitter about that. So to give a kidney to someone, yeah. You know what I, mean? I know
3: exactly what you mean. And actually, I'm carrying around one of those grudges. I don't know if you've picked up on that psychically. Yes. A little lads next door, Simon and Matthew, poke me dolls' house windows in. Well, yeah. Why would they do that? I know. And we're so petty,
1: and yet this woman has given away one of her kidneys. If you had to give, if you had to donate something. An organ. What would it be? What would you miss of to? I do give all?
3: blood. So do I! Because I've got that magic unicorn blood. Uh oh neg.
1: Look, if anyone needs any blood, come in. Turns here.
3: out, but I need that specifically. Is that, back. Is that yours? But yeah, but I can. I, but I'm the one that can give to everybody. I Can't remember I what do, my. Do I do all day and long? She
1: gives all day long, but don't ask her for a pancreas because she needs that. I need
3: that. That's quite important. She does need that.
1: Well, look, if anyone wants to donate anything to a complete stranger, please yeah. do it. Make sure you've got two, though. Why don't you get in touch with us and tell us if you've donated? Yeah. Part of. Uh... What body part have you put out into? the world what body part have you put out into the world i will do a top 10 of that as well <laughs> ah! uh, at the bottom it's oh, i don't know it's nothing it's just a couple of glands at the top head problems now the you know the the uh the psychic horse What mm. was the bloody psychic horse texas this is the, the psychic horse here we go have a listen- put the music on okay. this is the problem because the psychic horse can answer your pet
3: My dog Safi came to me at 10 months with some serious health issues. I hope are being resolved. She's now five. She also has behaviour issues. She doesn't like men, especially when they come into the house or when we see a man on walks. So just men then, just yeah, men, that's... men doing anything. <laughs> You're a bit like that. She gets quite agitated, but he's fine with women. Yeah. Did she suffer at the hands of a man before I had her? And is she now happy with me and feeling better? Texas says,
1: yes, Safi was abused by a man in the past. She had, to, she had to do as he said, else she would be slapped. It doesn't feel the abuse was physically excessive, more that she was constantly worried. Safi could be helped through training called counter-conditioning. This means pairing the sight of a man with something enjoyable, such as food. Why don't you try that? (laughs) What, one in pedigree (laughs) (laughs) chumps? Just when you think of a man, just replace it with some food instead. (laughs) She feels feels happy with you and says she's much quieter now. She says she doesn't feel right yet, but... But better than she did, both psychologically and physically. Can I just turn the music (laughs) off? I've got to tell you about what happened this weekend. I don't know whether to quite tell you because it might land me in trouble. My dog, Miracle. Yeah. I went up to Manchester mm-hmm. this last weekend. We were just coming out of the bank holiday. It's that weekend, yeah. folks. The ma- a couple of days ago was the coronation. So those of you who haven't put their bloody hands in your pockets, you've missed all sorts of things between now and where you are now. Yeah. Spoiler, like, there's been a coronation. There's been a coronation. Yeah, we we just got it. Anyway, listen, so uh, I went up to Manchester yeah. and... It's a, spe- a very special hotel that featured in The Guardian as the best hotels, one of the best hotels for having pets. Uh, drove to Manchester going to see uh, a relative of mine and we got the, the dog was sick in the car yeah was I and then we got to the hotel she bounded straight up onto the bed sick on the bed <laughs> and then she started kipping a bit and so i got her on the lead took running down the corridors to get her out again sick in the lead is, is it
3: motion sickness or
1: something it, no she'd eaten something so then i got oh. outside and this was the worst thing she had, like, the squits. Oh,
3: sort of no, thing. mate, no! Yeah, dog,
1: dog, uh, dog di- doggy diary. And we got round the corner, I'm not going to tell you where it was, because there might be some people, there were a couple of girls, on a Saturday night, out in all their finery. Yeah. In long, you know, big high-heeled, yeah. thick platform shoes. They do doing, like to dress up. Doing their, they do, on a, in, in Manchester on a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: And the dog, I was racing past, and the dog suddenly squats down right behind! Them as they're doing a selfie. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Squid, you know, coming out like, oh, it was so disgusting. And and it was it was sorry time, about Mom, this, folks. <laughs> one cannot pick up, you know what I mean, with a bag. You can't mop that up. This was a hose job, it really sounds, was. <laughs> and I was there and I thought, oh my god. And I tapped one of them on the shoulder and they sort of didn't notice they carry on doing the selfie. And I thought. Well, I can't clear it up anyway, so I just legged it off with the Did dog.
3: Standing it,
1: I have. Ever, I'm convinced they turned around, may even have slid in it. Oh on these my On God. these platforms, it was disgusting. And I was so then <laughs> three o'clock. Same thing happened. I woke up, had to get out, darting down the corridors of this lovely hotel to get her out. Three o'clock in the morning in Manchester. Bloody, bloody, oh. it's even more wild. And then ten to six in the morning again.
3: It was hellish. What the other biryani or something? I don't
1: know because I do. I do like give a little tidbits, you see. Oh, right. Um, I don't know whether it was
3: garlic or something. you have gone rogue there. Oh, it was so horrible. Uh, they'd look after the dogs in Manchester, especially in the, you know, the gentrified areas. Yes. I once saw someone pushing a pushchair. With, with a dog with, in it. With a dog in it. The dog oh, was extracted God. from the pushchair. It was one of them very cute, but very yappy yeah. uh, French bulldog things. Oh, I know. Right? do Yeah, it looked like, look, look so like the they'd dog. been running to a wall. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, he, he, he jumps out and squats. They put a uh, bag underneath open so he could poo into the bag directly. Oh, Christ. Then, and I'm not shitting you.
1: No.
3: They wiped his bum and oh, they popped and him you're, back you're... into his buggy.
1: Oh, Christ. <laughs>
3: Their little precious angel. Well,
1: do you know, I've got to say if if you if anyone has got the selfie, if the two girls are out there with me <laughs> hovering
3: a shit. <laughs> hovering
1: around Tom's bomb trying to get, get away quickly. Oh, oh God, it's dear. so there's every chance they slipped on that right behind. Oh, every god.
3: bloody chance. It's exactly the sort of stuff I do. Oh, oh god. my god! But, but you know, well, nature. When, you've, when you've had garlic something. Sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean slipping. Oh, sorry, sorry. But, uh, but actually, pesto is my nemesis. Pesto. I was <laughs> once fed pesto at someone's wedding. It was a very small wedding reception. Oh,
1: sorry about this, folks. Go on. It's
3: a very small wedding yeah. reception.
1: Oh, like god. me
3: and one other person from work, and the rest was all family. Yes. Right. So me and my mate from work were there yeah. thinking, what are we doing here? Everyone else's family. Anyway, we had this delicious meal, very posh place. And yeah. afterwards, it was almost immediate. Oh. It was so bad. It wasn't the shits, but it was like, the let's just say the breath of the shits. What are you talking about? The breath Parting. of the shits. Oh, God! And my oh, mate kept going, oh my. bloody hell, who did that? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, oh. and I was trying to not stay in the same place for too long. You know what they call that? What? Crop dusted. Crop dusted. Because I, be, I didn't want to be be. I oh, didn't want to be identified as the one who oh. smelt it and indeed dealt it. Were people
1: going, what do you think? Bride or groom? <laughs> bride or groom? Oh, someone's God. not
3: well. Pesto. I swore off pesto for about 20 years after that.
1: Well, enjoy your lunch, everybody. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying this. Listen, what are you up to now apart from crop Not spray? Not
3: pesto. Not pesto. What are you uh,
1: going to do now?
3: Uh, what I'm going to do now? Oh, I've got I've got a job interview on the um, on the Zoom. Oh, I've already muffed it up, but I think I know I can claw it back.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Linda's going to get a brand new job. I'm we not, all know, I'm we all know one.
3: how difficult
1: it's been for her. So good luck to you, my love. Don't have any pesto uh, <laughs> if you go in for a formal interview, for Christ's sake. Just time to remind you that you can come and see us recording the podcast at the 100 Club in London uh, in June, September, and October. Uh, so please go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptist Sunday seance alright all the dates are there it'll be great fun and finally oh if nothing else please come to see the new tour of mine the, my first solo stand up tour for three years roller coaster tickets at clintonbaptiste forward slash tour until next week Namaste, bloody day alright and pardon me yes thank you <laughs> My thanks to Linda, to Justin Morehouse, Ian Tatley and Mark Simmons. Also to David Brinkworth for this beautiful theme tune and to Glow for singing. So, spookily... say, please come and see us at the 100 Club. I'm not sure whether June is sold out. 25th of June. There might be some tickets left. If not, don't forget, it's the 24th of September or the 15th of October. Please go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance.
4: And we'll see you there. If a ghost... Comes up to me and says,
2: I'm real.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more